Welcome to So You Want to Be a Copywriter, brought to you by the Australian Writer Centre, the world's leading centre for writing courses. You can find out more about our copywriting courses at writerscentre.com.au slash copywriting. Now over to Bernadette. Starting something new is always hard. But have you found that once you get going, it gets easier? Well, finding your first copywriting client is no different. Once you get that first job under your belt, you'll find that finding the next client gets a whole lot easier. Something really magical happens when you take a leap of faith and you actually do what makes you scared. You realize, hey, it wasn't that bad after all. And all that energy that was used to procrastinate can now be used to create, to incubate, to initiate. In this episode, you'll discover the top 10 ways to find your first copywriting client. There are lots of ways, but these are the top 10 best, easiest, and cheapest ways to find that all-important first client. Now, this episode is a little bit different to the others. It's an excerpt from a video I recorded for Copy Club, Australia's most exciting community for emerging and experienced copywriters. Members of Copy Club get videos and access to a huge hub of training videos and templates to help them fast-track their copy careers. If you'd like to learn more and find out what other benefits our Copy Clubbers get, check out copyclub.com.au. Let's get started. Hello, I'm Bernadette Schwert, and I'm the founder of Copy School. And I've been doing this for 20 years, and I've trained over 10,000 people to become freelance copywriters. And when you've been around that long and you've trained that many people, you start to see patterns and you start to see little elements of consistency as to how somebody did what they did. So what I want to share with you are the lessons that I've learned watching my students succeed and sharing with you what they actually did. And what you discover is it's not very hard It just requires a little bit of consistency. So let me tell you exactly what they've done, how to find your first client. You'll be amazed how quickly it can happen. Most of my students are a bit blown away. I did it and it worked. I'm going to be found out. You know, when are they going to realise I'm an imposter? So the first thing is to realise you are a copywriter. You have to believe you are one in order to become one. It is the old classic fake it till you make it. But I like to twist that to say fake it till you become it because you are a work in progress. The reality is, too, for many people, they've been doing other things. They've been writing reports. They've been writing summaries or case studies or pitch decks. You know, they've been doing something with the written word. So in some respects, you're already a writer. Now you're just learning the craft of copy, and it's a very learnable skill. So you have to really own the fact that you are a copywriter. You need to be able to tell people with confidence and congruence that you are a copywriter because no one is going to come along and anoint you and say, you are now a copywriter. You know, you actually have to just take that on yourself. So what I recommend is that you go out and you start telling people you're a copywriter and see what they say. And it could be a very simple line. And I've said this to my students from the get-go. say, I'm a copywriter. And they'll generally say, what's that? Is that like IP and stuff? And you go, no, no, I'm a copywriter. I write words that sell. And I write words for things like websites and blogs and social media and LinkedIn and things like that. 
So you, you give them a little bit of rope to understand what you do, but then you say, you know, things like that, which implies there's other things behind the, the screen. And so therefore people can see themselves in, in what you're doing. So if you say that enough times with confidence, even if you're not feeling it, you'll get a reaction because a lot of people need copywriting. They don't even know what it is and they don't even know who to turn to if they did. So often you'll be picked based on the fact that they know you, they've met you, and that personal relationship that you've built with them is enough to get you over the line. No, they won't even probably check your website. So if you don't have one, don't worry. Eventually, it would be good to get one. And I'll talk about that in a second. But right now, you don't. Just go out there and talk about it. You are the, the salesperson of yourself, okay? And by the way, you don't need to sell yourself. You just need to give that little one-liner and see what happens. So first up, believe that you are a copywriter. And like I said, even if you don't feel it, act as if you do. And then when you get your first job, you become one. If that doesn't resonate, start writing copy for yourself. Write yourself a blog. Write yourself a little website page just to give yourself the mantle of I'm now a copywriter. So firstly, believe in yourself. Secondly, tell everybody what you're doing. And by that, I don't mean just the script about going out to strangers when you're on a plane or at a dinner or a barbecue or a party. All those opportunities are there. And sometimes they're easier because you don't know the people. And they're not going to say, but hang on, weren't you a nurse? <laughs> so use it on people you don't know, but then tell everybody in your network that you are now transitioning to becoming a copywriter because you have a bigger network than you think. And these people will be prime targets to help you leverage what you're doing and introduce you to their network. And we all want to help people. We all like to introduce people to others so that they can get what they need. So by telling people that you're a copywriter, you've got a higher chance of actually getting the work because people do like to refer people that they know. The third thing would be to get a business card. Now, I know that seems incredibly analog in this day and, and time, but I, I've written two books about online business. So I'm not a Philistine, but I really still believe a hard copy business card reaps rewards. So the reason I say that is because when you're out and about and you're talking to somebody and they say, I'm really interested in that, you know, how do I get in touch? The only thing you can say is, oh, look me up on LinkedIn. And they go, well, what's your name? And therefore, they've got to get a pen, they've got to get their, their phone out, they take a snapshot of the lanyard with your name on it and it goes into some database that you can never find ever again. It's complicated. I've been there, done that. So just have a business card. It says your name, email, your phone number, the word copywriter. Give that to them. Ask them for their card. Bingo. You're up and running. So don't dismiss the power of a business card because firstly, it gives them a way to get in touch with you quickly. They don't have to search around for it. They don't have to look you up online or look up on LinkedIn. They can actually just grab it and ring you. Also, you tend to get their card back just from that reciprocity approach. And therefore, you've now got the first card in your database. Now, database is obviously just a fancy word for list. And a lot of my students just start with an Excel spreadsheet and they just add the name to the list, the details, and they start contacting those people. So a business card is a brilliant way to get started. It will cost you about $20, $30 tops 
from Vistaprint or your local print shop and just get maybe 50 to 100 cards. One of those cards is bound to turn into a job that will certainly pay for that $50 and it will certainly pay for the website that you'll need to build a bit further down the track. So a business card is an easy win. The next one is make that list and really take it seriously that when you get that one business card, you think, oh, it's just one card. What does that matter? It's like, well, that card could be a $5,000 job, a $10,000 job, and that card could lead to other jobs being worth five dollars or $10,000 because the beauty of copywriting is the jobs tend to be quite chunky. You know, you're not $50 or $100 here and there. They're a couple of thousand here and there. So that sense of having a list One card leads to two, two cards leads to four, four to eight, and so on. And suddenly you'll start to see your list build. And that's when it gets exciting. You go, wow, I'm I'm doing better than I thought. I'm actually making my own database. And it's through the database when you have enough people on the database that you start to get the lead generation just coming in. Because rather than cold call or reach out to strangers or people in your network, you've now got people coming to you simply because you've got a big enough list. So all you need to to collect is their name, their email, their website, if they have it, the kind of business, and maybe their address if it's all coming from a business card. So commit to being really disciplined and just documenting those cards and getting in touch with the person as soon as you've actually been given the card. You know, get back to them with what you were promising so that they know that you're serious about what you do. Sending an email is the next thing you want to do. And it can be as simple as, hi, John, it was great to meet you at that event the other night. You might remember me as the copywriter. Um, I'm following up on our conversation and I'm really happy to help you with some tips and hints on how you can improve your SEO on your website or create an offer that's going to enable people to connect with you and drive more traffic. So if you're open for a 30-minute complimentary discovery call, let's book it in now. It could literally be as simple as that kind of script. And then you just copy, paste, copy, paste, copy, paste. And then you send out all those people on your list and suddenly you start to see the nibbles start to take hold. So just know that that little piece of content is copy. You can write that. You can make it as extravagant or as simple as you like. You don't even need to have a portfolio in order to send that email because that person's just met you. They probably don't know that you need a portfolio. If you're working in the agency sector or in the, you know, being recruited for a job in the agency sector, they'll absolutely want you to have a portfolio. But for the general business person out there, they don't know to even ask that. And even if they do, which is my next point, write a piece of content for them. Then you might be saying, well, why should I write a piece of content without getting paid? It's like, well, sometimes you need to give a little to get a little. And considering you maybe haven't started, it's not a bad thing just to do something for free, just to get some runs on the board, to get a bit of confidence, to know that you're not being paid for something so that the stakes are a little bit lower, which is what a lot of my copywriting students like to do is I go, you know what, I don't feel comfortable charging yet. I don't know if I can do it. Let me just do it for free, see if it works, see if they're happy, and then I'll go from there. And I think, great. Eventually, you do want to charge, but in those early stages, if that makes you feel more comfortable, by all means, just work for free. If you can, try and get contract. So if they sell like chocolates, maybe you get some chocolates in return. If they're a gin, you get a month's free gin. So again, I prefer the chocolates to the gin. So pick your clients with a little bit of, you know, uh, delicacy. 
But the reality is you have to use their product anyway to understand it. So that is part of the job is to absolutely consume or use the product that you are talking about so you can talk about it with confidence. So writing a piece of content uh, for someone for free is a great way to get started. Uh, Also, it builds trust with that person. Just make it clear that this is a freebie, a gift. It's a trial or a test and that the other work that might come down the pipeline is paid. And one little trick that um, you can use is to actually send an invoice for the work that you've done and then say, um, you you know, free or, you know, deleted or whatever that, that wording might be just to let them know that it's free of charge um, so that they can at least see what it's worth, say $500, but for them, zero, mates rates. And then they can at least accept that there's been a lot of work put into it. The other thing to consider is um, just apply for a job as a copywriter because your background might have involved some form of writing. You know, I get a lot of teachers coming through my course. I get a lot of journalists. I get a lot of people who have been in digital marketing or PR already and just want to sort of fine-tune their skills. So by going to Seek and just putting in a range of words about copywriting, you might find jobs that actually suit you and it might be quite niched based on your background. So you could be a good fit. But words like copywriter, content creator, advertising copywriter, marketing copywriter, um, content producer. So all these kinds of words literally add up to thousands of jobs on Seek. And a lot of my students sort of go into the finding a a freelance job first. I say, just check out Seek. You know, that's a golden opportunity sitting right there that's being ignored because you don't feel you've got the experience. Check it out. See what's required because you might be surprised to know that you have the qualifications. And here's the thing. Even if you don't, apply anyway. Now, I'm that kind of person, right? I'm always going to put myself out there because I figure, well, someone's got to get the job. You've got to be in it to win it. Yet I know a lot of students I work with, oh, I couldn't possibly. I'm, I'm not qualified. I feel fraudulent doing that. Well, what's the worst that can happen, right? You get your CV together, you put it out there, and it's up to them whether they choose you or not. But one thing I've seen happen that's really successful for students is they go, okay, I haven't written copy or I haven't written copy in this sector. Why don't I just go to that company's website and rewrite one of their blogs, rewrite one of their Facebook ads and send that in as an example? And that will get their attention because, one, it shows them what you're capable of. Two, it shows them you've shown initiative and you care and you've put extra work into it. And it's those kinds of qualities that they do want to see. So don't be deterred that you don't have 100% of the the requirements of the job. Even if you got 50%, 20%, just go for it, right? And just rewrite something so they can see what you're capable of. The next thing to think about is networking. Okay, now I know that strikes fear into the hearts of most people, but I'd suggest you just reframe it to hear it said as chatting. Now, we can all chat, right? Some like to chat more than others, granted, but nonetheless, networking is chatting. So there's tons of networking opportunities. And again, don't reframe it as an unpleasant thing. It actually can be a lot of fun. You don't even have to leave your home, right? So easy ways to find networking opportunities is what I call learn and earn. And what I mean by that is if you want to learn something, right, it might be, I don't know, 
small business marketing, or it might be Instagram, or it might be how to do your tax return. Who wants to learn that? But anyway, there might be something you want to learn based on, you know, this copywriting business that you're moving into. Well, councils, TAFE colleges, and, you know, community education centres have a raft of courses that fit this profile to the letter. So if you were to attend one of these courses that you were personally interested in and would like to learn about, that is putting you around other small business owners who are there for their own purposes. Now, they're not copywriters. They're accountants or they're personal trainers or they're florists or they're IT support consultants. A whole range of businesses will go to these kinds of things to learn that skill. But you're a copywriter. You could be doing business with all those people. So when you go to these events, just have your little script ready to go in your back pocket, polished nicely. And when everyone goes around the room saying, what do you do? You launch yours. And I guarantee you at morning tea time, if it's in person, people will come to you and say, well, copywriting, do you, can you tell me a bit more about that? And before you know it, you've got their business card. You've set up that discovery call, 30 minutes of free advice or interesting you know, conversation about how you can help them. And before you know it, they're on your database and becoming a client. So networking is critical. And all the students who are successful have told me that's what they did. So you don't have to go too far afield. You can go quite local. You can go to things you already know and just try and learn and earn. So even if the copywriting gig doesn't work out on that day and nobody seeks you out, you've at least learned something that you were wanting to learn. So the money has gone to a good cause. So online is amazing at the moment. You don't need to leave home. Uh, You can pick and choose the events that you want to go to. Like I said, councils are actually there to help businesses in their precinct survive and and thrive. So they often have uh, business events or business development opportunities. So just check out the website near you for your council and see what events they've got going on online and in person. But also if that council is not that active, because every council is quite different, there'll be another council a little further on. So check out their website to see what they've got going on. You can attend, you can attend any council you want. No one's going to ask you or what, you know, what precinct are you from? So just know that all these events are there to be had. Sometimes online's better, simply because you don't have to leave home. Uh, you don't have to put on pants. No, you probably should. Um, but also because you get dedicated time. And so rather than stand there with a glass of warm wine with, you know, a chilli sausage roll with sauce dripping down your front, you're actually in your own environment. And when you get the one minute to introduce yourself, it's your time. No one's interrupting you. You haven't got to fight for attention. There's no tingling music in the background. It's your time. And, uh, you know, that can be just a little less confronting for a lot of people, not to mention time-saving. So that's a good opportunity. The other way to look at it too is you think about Eventbrite and try booking, which are, you know, event platforms where anyone is putting on an event, puts their event so people can buy tickets. What a lot of people don't really see through Eventbrite and try booking is actually a marketing networking opportunity. So all you have to do, go to Eventbrite and there's all these filters on the left-hand side. You can go, okay, I want events in my location. I want events that are going on at this particular time of the day. I want events that are about this particular topic. I want events that are free. And when you get enough of those filters, it shows up all the events that fit that profile. And you go, wow, I could be on an event today on a topic of interest to me. 
So that is a sort of a default benefit of Eventbrite, which I don't think they were intending, but it's actually a really nice marketing tool for people like us to think, okay, where can I go that I'm actually interested in? Like if you're interested in parenting, tons of parenting expos and you know, information nights and events and training, why not just attend them as a genuine interested person? And while you're there, if you're sussing out a little bit of opportunity, deliver your pitch. Cars, you know, it could be wine. It could be fitness. It could be craft. You think about your passion area where you are really strong, what you absolutely love doing, what you think you're good at, and what you think has got a little bit of potential for payment, you know, an industry that's, you know, you think can afford to pay copywriters. That's a really nice sweet spot to think about the kinds of events that you should be attending. Often I say to my students, what are you reading? You know, what do you, what, where do you go on weekends? What interests you? What do you watch on TV? You know, what kind of magazines do you consume? What kind of online videos do you watch? Because once you start to see your passions, you can say, I'll pick that. Could be meditation, could be camping, could be travel, it could be, you know, computers, it could be clothing. All of these industries require copywriting. And that's the joy, right? So why not start with something you actually know so that you don't have to research so much and you can bring instant authority to the client that you're working with. And the last one would be to, or the second to last would be, and they're connected, is to write your own content. So let's say you're not getting any work. There's no traction. You're not going out or you are going out and it's still not working. Don't despair. Keep doing all the things that I've just talked about methodically, consistently. And just know there's, there's a beautiful expression that when fishermen or fisherwomen, what well, women fish really, but fishermen who can't go to sea repair their nets. And I really love that expression because sometimes we're just not up for a networking event or we're just not up for sending an email. I can't do that right now. I just don't have the headspace to do it. Well, then what else can I do? here, you know, in your own office or your own home where you're working from, is like maybe I can write a blog. You know, maybe I can look at how to build a website. Maybe I can look at how to use Canva. I can do basic, easy things that still contribute to my goal, but they kind of suit my headspace as to where I'm at right now. So write your own blog, write your own website copy, maybe write your own social media copy, rewrite your LinkedIn profile to reflect copywriter. No one, and I guarantee this, no one is going to come back and say, hang on a tick, that LinkedIn profile that you changed to be copywriter, excuse me, what gives you the right to become a copywriter or to call yourself a copywriter? No one is going to do that, truly. If you say, I'm a surgeon, I'm a lawyer, I'm a pilot, it might be a different story, right? But that's not going to happen. Copywriter, you can anoint yourself instantly a copywriter. Change all your profiles to reflect that. Even that alone will enable you to be found as a copywriter on LinkedIn. Would that Just that one action could make a massive difference to you. So you don't have to go too far afield to do something for your own business. And even before you start writing content for other people's businesses, think about writing content for your own, okay? And the last one, build a website. Now, this freaks a lot of people out with good reason. I'll be really honest. Websites can be really tricky if you get the wrong web developer. I've got contacts. I know who to turn to to get a good website up and for copywriters. Like I'm just talking about basic 10-page websites. So the website methodology that you should be looking at trying to implement is to not get too overwhelmed with how to build this website because it can really 
become overwhelming. My recommendation is you break it up into bite-sized pieces. So, for example, you say, okay, I'm going to research websites of other copywriters today, but I'm not going to just go willy-nilly and go crazy and go down that rabbit warren and get completely depressed and completely overwhelmed with how many copywriters are out there and why bother, you know. No, you go, okay, I'm going to spend 10 minutes and I'm only going to look at colours of websites out there. And you go, okay, I'm looking for my colour palette. Which three colours should I pick? Which colours resonate with me? Then the next day you go, you spend another 10 minutes. And by the way, you make notes, okay? Don't just assume you remember everything. You make notes. You go, okay, today I'm going to go and look at pricing. What are, what are copywriters using as their pricing packages? Are they mentioning pricing at all? So you start looking at what those people are doing. And you can go further afield to the States or the UK or, you know, Asia, wherever you want to look. You don't have to start with Australia. And then the next day you might go, okay, now I'm going to look at the offers that people make in order to sign up to their database. What am I going to, um, what are they using? What could I use? So you start to see what offers. It could be, you know, sign up for this email newsletter and learn this. It could be download this check sheet or this checklist. It could be get this script, you know, or watch this video. There could be a whole series of lead magnets, as they're called, to get you to sign up to something. Sign up. Right, So you start receiving content from copywriters around the world so you can see what they're doing, see how they're writing their emails so that you can not copy, absolutely not, but in, be inspired and be you know, motivated to think, oh, well, they're writing that, maybe I could write this. But it just gives you, it's your research, they're your competitors, you need to do competitive research. And so the other side of the website is a, um, a lovely website called Draftium. Very cool, it's free. And what you do is you just pick a layout for the website that you'd like to build for yourself. And they've got all these options there. And then it shows you the little gaps that you need to write your copy. So it's basically saying if you want your website to look like this, you've got to write 20 words here, 50 words there, 100 words there. So you basically plug it in and then it shows you what your copy looks like on a web page. So it's just a really nice fast track way to write your website copy without writing too much because often we do write too much and that's when we get a bit overwhelmed. So there's lots of things to do with the website, but just keep it simple and, and just accept that you will eventually need one. But don't let that stop you from getting started with all the other things that I've talked about because all the other things are inherently doable and you will be paid money for the jobs that you, you get and that will help you pay for the website further down the track. So I hope these 10 tips have been useful to you on how you can find your first client. So what are you waiting for? There's so much you can do to get your first client. Most of it's free, it's within your control and can be actioned immediately. So please don't waste any more time wondering if you can do this. You can. Thousands of others have and they're now leading the copywriting life. I know you can too. As always, I'll finish with a motivational quote. If you're procrastinating, you think your work is rubbish and not worth a cent and you're worrying what other people think, from on the right track. And my dad joke, because I know you're waiting for it. I'm tired of people complaining about $7 beers, $10 parking, and a $20 cover charge. If you don't like the prices, stop coming to my house. That's all from me. All the best and bye-bye. Thanks for listening to So You Want to Be a Copywriter. You'll find the show notes at soyouwanttobeacopywriter.com.au or sign up 
for our awesome and often hilarious weekly newsletter at writerscentre.com.au slash news, where you'll find writing resources, giveaways, competitions, and much more. This podcast was brought to you by the Australian Writers' Centre.